We live in a world where it's offensive to preach the gospel of Jesus and to talk about his name. And I'm here to talk about it. Welcome to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jesus Offensive podcast. I am your host, Taylor Werfelman. Welcome, everyone, to season four. Hooray! Seriously, though, I am blown away that we've made it this far. Uh, It is all by the grace of God. Uh, And honestly, it feels kind of weird to record a podcast right now. (laughs) It's been so long since I've done one. yeah, it feels so weird. So many things to update you guys on. Um, but how are you guys doing? Hope you guys are all doing well for those that I talk to and those who I don't all around the world. Um, yeah, I hope God is moving in you, uh, that in this time you've been able to um, maybe listen to some old episodes, get in your Bible, talk to God, um, and just grow with him. Um, I'll just address this right now. As you can see, I have a little bit of a cold, um, so that's kind of annoying, but I'm just going to push through because I don't want to make an excuse why I can't record this or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah, I actually, we'll talk more about sickness later, but anyways, let's just pray real quick. Dear Lord God, I just thank you so much, God, for this opportunity. Lord, I just pray right now, God, that, um, you would speak through me, Holy Spirit, that, um, you would use my mouth as just a, um, a tool to, to share your truth. God, and right now, God, I pray that you would take away all these sinus issues that I'm having. And um, Lord, I, I just command healing over my body in your mighty name. And uh, God, I just yeah ask that you would um, bring open ears to this podcast, Lord, and that people would truly grow um, from the message that is brought today. In your mighty name, I pray. Amen. So what is going on? Well, <laughs> last time I talked to you guys for real, I mean, obviously I... Um, did that interview with Kylie for episode 10, which I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you were encouraged by that. Um, yeah, I think that was one of my favorite episodes so far. Um, obviously there's no favorite guest, but just, um, how God has worked in Kylie's life, I think is just incredible. And it's just a testament to that. It, this isn't about me. This isn't about anyone. Um, this is about God and just how he's moving right now. And he's moving in young people. And that's always been my goal for this podcast. As you guys know, um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. I know that I think I don't have the exact numbers here, but I've looked back and I'm pretty sure I've recorded two podcasts in the last three months or so. So I apologize about that. For those of you who don't know, maybe missed a few episodes or just don't know me personally. God actually called us out of California uh, to Montana, where we are currently living now, Kalispell, Montana. And um, sorry, you're going to hear that a lot today, the whole clearing the throat thing. Uh, But yeah, so anyways... It's been a journey for those of you who don't know, quick, quick, quick little thing. Emma, my sister, she heard uh, from God that we were to move to Montana, that Montana was being saved to do ministry there. So we went, we sold um, our house, sold or left our businesses behind, et cetera, et cetera. Um, didn't have a house for three months, lived in our van, had no idea when we would get a house. Um, and God has just provided a house about three weeks ago. So praise God for that. Um but yeah, that's the little quick update. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So for those of you who do know me, um, I wanted to grant some details. One, I know um, for those of you who are looking for a teaching today, we'll have some teaching on the back end, but at first it will be just me kind of updating things. But I do believe that testimonies, even your personal testimony, um, God uses to strengthen and encourage people. So I would really suggest you stick in here and uh, hanging out for a bit. Um but yeah, I'd love to share with you guys what's been going on. But before I get to that, <clears throat> my gosh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I know most of you are like, stop saying I'm sorry. I've literally got messages like, hey, I love your podcast, but don't say sorry. But I just, I feel bad. Um, anyways, uh, so I actually put on Instagram maybe a month and a half ago about what you guys wanted to hear for this new season. So a few that were requested was praying, rapture, abortion, tithing, vaccines, mandates, forgiveness, process of maturing in God, living sacrifice, humility, end times. So that's a lot of juicy topics. Um, (laughs) But honestly, I liked what someone wrote, process of maturing in God. And I think just for this season's main kind of thing, I know we've kind of had like a, I don't know, like last year was like learning to run or whatnot. Um, 
and I, I did describe last season as like, you know, mature food um, for believers. But I really think with this season, um, just going into more of those topics that maybe even aren't like expressed outwardly in the Bible where like, uh, for instance, like abortion mandates, vaccines. Okay. Yeah. Obviously in my mind, I see a lot of those in the Bible, but for a lot of people, they have a hard time registering where it says, you know, uh, you know, not to abort a child or, or should I take vaccines or not? It, it is a tough road. And I don't, um, I don't pretend to know more than some of you. Um, but I do know what God has showed me and our family and just other prophets and people around me. Um, so I want to share that. And I, I loved all those ideas and we're going to cover those things. But I think overall, this whole season is going to be about, um, maturing in God. And <clears throat> I think it's perfect for me too, because honestly, something I've been thinking back lately is one of my favorite sayings, um, is, you know, the, the way to know you're growing closer with God is if you look back in a year and you're in a totally different place, meaning like a better place, you know, you, you want to see movement. It's about progression. You know, once you get born again, once you get, um, set free, filled with the spirit, repent, all that good stuff. It's really just about, are you progressing with God? Are you taking a step every day? Are you picking up your cross every day? And so I think that's the process of maturing with God. It's walking by the spirit. But I think it's funny because my own saying, I've lately realized that, man, if I look back a few months, my intimacy level with God, um, my amount of time I spend with him in general is kind of flatlined. It's kind of stayed the same. Now for a while I could get away with, oh yeah, it's really good. Right. And it was, um, but I think, and it's not about numbers, but it's about progressing. Right. And I feel like, um, and I'm just being open and honest and I want to be always as transparent as I can on this podcast that I feel like I haven't been progressing. It's not that I've been falling away. It's just, I want to go deeper. I want to know God like the disciples did. And even though, you know, I now, I don't want to say this out of pride. I mean, it's not, but it's just truth, but it just sounded weird coming out of my life, of my mouth. But I do the things the disciples do, right? Casting out demons, baptizing people. Um, but just their level of intimacy with God and knowing God, that's something that I definitely want to be more intentional with. And actually um, my, well, I'd never like sharing this also, but just for the process of explaining this, my birthday was yesterday and, and I kind of just felt like, um, man, God, like I really want to just dedicate this year to you more grow me. I want to look back and be like, yeah, okay. I remember at that point saying, I want to spend more time with God. I want to be more intimate. I really want to hear your voice. I don't want to settle. I want to be one of those crazy people that spends hours with you. Um, so that's my goal. And the reason I don't like sharing my birthday, by the way, is not because I'm one of those weird people that don't like people knowing their birthday. I just, uh, a long time ago, I used to post on Instagram and, you know, when people tag you, I would post their stories on my, my story, but I just felt like that was all out of a, all out of pride and ego and look at me. So I like to be very quiet on social media during my birthday, not to, you know, say, Oh, look at me. I'm better than people. But I, I just, um, you know, birthday is about celebrating you and there's nothing wrong with that, but I've just always felt convicted of like, what is the point of me posting on Instagram? unless it's just for people to like comment and say happy birthday, you know? So that's why I don't like to say, Hey, yeah, my birthday was yesterday. Cause I know I'm probably going to get people that say, Oh my gosh, happy birthday. I didn't realize. <laughs> so anyways, <clears throat> man, we are, we are going down some bunny trails. So anyways, yeah. So the, the idea of this year will be maturing in Christ and, uh, just going deeper with that idea, like even deeper, you know, and I want to go along with the ride before it's been a lot of things I've learned in the last three years, me regurgitating them and me explaining them to you guys. But I think some of you, not all of you, definitely not all of you, but there are some of you who are ready to go deeper. Um, and for the others that aren't, it's always good to strive for deeper. But my point is, is some of you need milk and that's exactly what Paul said, but some of you really are saying, okay, I get the milk. I get it. I, I need solid food now. I want to go even deeper. And that's kind of what this will be geared to. Um, so yeah. And for today, <clears throat> just the topics we're going to talk on is updates, which I'll discuss what God is doing right now. Um, growing in maturity for me, some things that have happened, uh, goals for the podcast goals in general. Um, I want to touch on FOMO. If you don't know what that means, it means fear of missing out. Like if your friends all go, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to miss out if I don't go with them. Uh, and then talk about, you know, this season, um, which I just did. So, yeah. So I say we just get into kind of, uh, what's been going on with me and I'll explain that briefly. And then, uh, we can get into some meaty stuff. Um, and also maybe I didn't say this, but, um, well, there's, there's a few more topics on here that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, so let's just get into that. <clears throat> so 
as the story goes, I think last time I kind of did an update, I was walking on the road, right? I was staying with someone we didn't know when the house was going to get in. And a very um, specific thing that I spoke was we knew the price and the acreage for the place. Um, and I want to address this first because I never, ever um, <clears throat> want to just brush over prophecy and be like, well, well, that didn't happen. Why didn't that happen, Taylor or whatnot? So I wanted to explain this. And honestly, when we got this property, I was like, oh no, like it's not going to line up. It doesn't line up perfectly with the prophecies. I actually, me and my mom kind of got in a fight because I was like, I don't think we should go look at it. <laughs> um, but, you know, God... God kind of fixed everything. But basically what was happening is, um, sorry, this was like, feels like so long ago. It was only like three or four weeks ago. Basically what happened is, um, you know, we realized, and I think I said this on the walk that we were making everything too much about the house. It was like, you know, if God, if we just had a house, this would work. If we just had a house. And, and even though some of those things might've been true and I've been many times in my life where those things were true. when I said that it wasn't, me realizing what God was doing in that season and trying to grow me. And he's like, you know, if I can grow you in this, it's a lot more like I would, one of the excuses I would say to God is God, like if we had a house, you know, we could actually invite people over and help them get born again, like we're doing in California. But he was trying to tell us, and we finally came to this realization that look, me working on you and refining you is, is more important in this season um, than you helping others, because there's going to be a time, but you need to grow. You need to take more steps. <clears throat> That was very humbling and not to mention just living in a van was extremely humbling. Um, I also had a rooftop tent if I didn't make that clear. So we didn't all sleep in the van, but the van was, you know, uh, our sink, our bathroom, et cetera. And uh, we met some very nice people out here that were very accommodating, but it was hard. And uh, looking back now, it's like, wow, that was so easy. But anyways, we had kind of walked away a little bit from looking at properties um, just because we felt like, you know what? We're being too, oh, we should look at this one. We should look at this one. Where When sometimes things didn't even line up with what God had spoken, but we were just so antsy and so wanting a house. And and I really started to realize, wow, you know, the Israelites, like we always get mad at them for grumbling, but like I was grumbling for sure. Uh, even if it wasn't necessarily directly at God, it was still like, uh, like it just, I let it get to my emotions. And obviously the devil was attacking because something big was about to happen and so anyways, this property comes up, the one that I'm sitting on currently, um, and it was a 38-acre uh, piece of land with a house, which is a log cabin, <laughs> and uh, then two smaller log cabins, um, and then a shop. For those of you who live in the city, that's like a, a huge garage. It's like a mix between a garage and a barn, and then a small garage. Um, <clears throat> so everyone was like, we should go look at it, and I think there was some doubt on all sides, but for me, I definitely spoke it out of like, guys, God said 13 to 16 acres. This is not 13 to 16 acres. We're wasting our time. This is, this is our dream to have a lot of land. This is our dream to do, you know, it, and I understand like it's hard. Um, if you've ever been in a place where you're just waiting for God to show you the right one, it's like, well, what if this is the one, what, you know, and, and I, I, I wanted to stand strong, but so anyways, um, uh, we went and looked and honestly, we all walked away thinking, wow, what an incredible place, but knowing, not even knowing actually, um, because I think there was honestly this knowing almost in the spirit of like, wow, that feels right. And none of them have felt right, but it was like, okay, is this my flesh or is this God, you know? So I kind of just wrote it off in my mind, like mind over matter type thing. And, and, um, we talked about it with some people and Emma actually felt like she had got, um, we were praying for a friend. All of a sudden she saw these like walls, um, come together in front of the house. And she thought maybe that was saying, you know, God was saying that's not the one. So I was like, okay, I mean, that makes sense. Um, and you know, didn't think about it. Well, we definitely thought about it, but, um, it, it was just hard wrestling with God said 13 to 16 acres. We heard that so clearly we thought, um, but everything else lined up. Actually, the price was exactly the price that we had heard, which I don't, I'm not going to disclose any numbers, but I will say that houses we looked at out here, the market is so lucrative right now. Montana's not normally not like this, but houses, um, we looked at a house, um, that was double the, the Zestimate, which is insane, like insane. Um, so obviously people were saying, Oh, you're not going to get any land for the price you want to get. Um, and we were like, well, you know, God said, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think that was the one thing that attracted us to this is like, dude, the there's, there's land, there's houses. We, we just started dreaming like, oh my gosh, all the people that could come here and stay and we could help. And, you know, 
And in my mind, the only thing I thought of, because the house actually needed work and still needs some work. Um, and my dad definitely did not want to do work. He was like, no, I left work behind. I just want to be focused on Jesus, which totally we all agreed. Um, but I started thinking, I was like, you know, the only way I could see this house being the one is if we're thinking too nearsighted, like six months from now, like, you know, we just need a house so we can have people over again and start ministering every night. But maybe God is thinking three years from now, not saying we won't do ministering, but like maybe he's preparing a place that even doing the work, it wouldn't be a waste of time, that it would actually be building something bigger for the future because the way we were doing it in the past, it was amazing, but it needs to be bigger, you know? That was my only thought. I'm like, I could only justify it if that was the case. Cause we did not expect to have that this much land, this many houses have to work on a property, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> now the interesting thing was, um, I went to sleep one night and, and it was weird because I don't get a lot of dreams or visions, but I was sleeping and I was kind of, you know, nodding on and off. And I remember, I think it was a part of a dream, but it almost felt like a vision. Cause I was also like low key awake. I'm sure some of you've had that. And I just started asking God, God, is this the house? Is this the house? And I saw Emma's same wall that went in front of the house. And then I heard the word fortified foundations. Now that was you, that was important because a friend of ours who had, we had also been, you know, before we moved, we've been praying for people with people for like eight or nine months, just asking God, like, God, give us direction. Where should we go? When, what time, who, where, what, why, you know? And one person had heard fortified foundations, our friend Kelsey. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, maybe God is trying to say, no, it's not, it's not a no to that house. It's saying I have fortified this place. This place is protected. It's walled off from the world. It's, and that's how it felt being up here. It was very alone in a good way. Very, I mean, it's the last house on the block. I mean, on the road, I'm sorry. It's a completely gravel road. I mean, it literally is in the middle of nowhere. Um, so it feels like, wow, people could retreat in here, you know? And I heard that and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Now, I don't always trust what I hear because I wouldn't say that's my gift yet. I hope it is soon. But um, anyways, I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I told them. And actually the next night I asked the same question, same thing. I was like falling in and out of bed. I must have been thinking about it so much. And I heard an owl who like three times. We never heard an owl on, on the property that we were staying on. So that was bizarre. But still the whole like 13 to 16 acres bothered us. But we started realizing when we met the guy who were staying on his land uh, for the last two months, he said, Hey, what are the specifics that God told you for the house? And we said, well, the price and a few other things. And then 13 to 16 acres. And he was like, well, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I have 15 acres and I'd love for you guys to come stay as long as you want. We didn't think twice about that. We we're like, okay, that's just a coincidence. But I think looking back now, when we started thinking and praying more, it was like, wait a minute, everything that God has spoken, which I'm going to read to you guys, is true when it comes to this property, except for the acres. But what if the acres was for where we were supposed to stay and the price was where we were supposed to live? It was an interesting thought. Now, I still don't know if that's true, but that's the way that I found peace in my mind because I was like, okay, that makes sense because everything else lined up. And and once you hear more, you're going to realize, yeah, this was for sure the house. So um, what actually happened is... um we uh, we told this guy that we were staying on his property, hey, why don't you come look at the property with us? He really wanted to see it after we told him. And we thought, you know, this isn't doable. It's about to be winter. I mean, the house needs a lot of work. There's no running water upstairs. It's like these electric electrician. It's like, and people are booked up here. And we're like, this isn't going to work, you know? So he comes and he kind of has a voice of hope. Like, you guys, I think this will, this will work. You could live here for a while. You could live up here and blah, 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 while you fix up things. Sorry if I'm talking really fast. I'm just trying to speed through this so we can get to other stuff. But um, yeah, he was very encouraging. And obviously what guy doesn't see this land or any person and say, wow, this is amazing. But you know, he's a hunter and stuff. So he's like, wow, it's all wooded, beautiful land. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> Um, what happened then? Uh, oh, so he had had a vision, um, in church the day before of, it was an expansion of a vision that he had had before. And it was this big meadow and people were coming and making tents around the center. And in the center, there was Jesus. And, uh, you know, we had had a lot of words about Kalispell, the city that we're in about God is literally going to pour out his spirit here. Like this is going to be a site for revival. And I don't like that word, but like literally like, I, I believe that all of Kalispell will know about who we are and what we do. Not meaning the Werfelmans. I mean the true disciples of Christ. I think God is truly doing something here. Sorry, I just slapped the table. 
Um, and he was like, yeah, so you said there's a meadow here. We were like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like if, if I see the meadow and it's not the one I saw in my vision, then I, I'm going to tell you. We're like, okay, very straight shooter. So we're walking to the meadow. I think we're all kind of a little nervous. Like, well, what's he going to say? Cause this is kind of a deal breaker. And he walks to the meadow and he's like, he just stands there and I'm like, oh, and he's like, this is it. You guys, this is the exact one I saw in the vision. And we were like, whoa, you know, we, we don't want to get too high or too low, especially with what we've been through with the housing and stuff. So we're like, okay, that's pretty crazy. Um, so what we decide to do is in the meadow, we, we, um, all grab hands and we pray. Uh, we just ask God, you know, and we just pray about the house and, Guys, I kid you not, like a, a lot of this, especially if you don't have a believing heart, uh, is going to sound like, okay, that's crazy. But like literally this happened. Um, it was such a calm day. I mean, literally so calm. And all of a sudden, as we hold hands, we start to pray. This wind comes through so hard that, I mean, we literally looked up at each other and we all knew at the same time, like, this is God. This is weird. Uh, and I've experienced things like this before. Um, you, It's funny. Some of the people listening to this know this is 100% true. Whenever we baptize at our house, all of a sudden it would start to get windy when we went outside. I mean, I kid you not, it was like the spirit wind. I'm like, after a while, you're like, that's not a coincidence. So that was crazy. And we walked away thinking, okay, this is weird. Like, so we're, we're walking to the car and, and, uh, our friend Vienna, who you guys have heard on the podcast got, I forget if it was, a no, it was a, it was a vision. And she said, uh, she just texted us. She didn't even really know what was going on with the house. She knew we were looking at a house, didn't know it needed work, didn't know any details. She sends us this vision. She's like, hey guys, sorry, I just got this vision for you guys. Um, it was this long driveway with people lined up with construction materials and it was your driveway, which was bizarre. And so, yeah, that was weird. Um, and so we're walking because the house needs work. My dad's like, you know, I don't want to do this alone. Like I'm, I've been working my whole life. Like my back's not good, et cetera, et cetera. So we're walking and the guy who's letting us stay on his property just looks over at me and he's like, dude, people would be lining up to help you guys on this property. Like, I was like, what? I was like, bro, wait, what did you just say? And I was like, dude, you realize someone just had a vision about that two days ago. He's like, no, I had no idea. He's like, I, I, no, I didn't know that. So that was crazy. And it's true. Like a lot of our friends have reached out, guys, let us come out. We want to help you and et cetera. And yeah, it was crazy. I was like, whoa. Okay. So it all started to make sense. And again, with the 13 to 16 acres kind of coming to peace in my mind, being his land, it was like, okay, this all makes more sense. Now here's some others. I'm just going to list off some other visions that people had had in the last year, literally when we prayed about our house. So my sister had a vision of my dad as a logger. Um, and the owner of the house was a logger. He built all the log cabins. Um, we literally live on a street named after, uh, something having to do with logging and yeah, it's crazy. Um, Multiple people had visions of a brownish orange home with a green roof. Okay. Um, our friend Anna had a vision of a lot of logs laying on the property, like stacks of logs. Um, another friend had uh, a vision of multiple roof lines, um, which lines up with there being five buildings on this property. Um, and our friend uh, Kelsey said that it would be a refuge among the trees and a fortified foundations. If you guys remember me talking about that. And it is both of those things. Emma saw a vision of us holding hands, praying in our new home. And it was a log cabin home and said, this is the one I've chosen for you. Well, this sounds like it's a lie, but it's not. It's just how Emma is because being in the prophetic is very scary. When she first saw that vision, she saw us in a log home, but she didn't say that part because she was thinking, you know, maybe that's not significant. And if I say it was a log home, then we're just going to think, well, if it's not a log home, it's not it when we are looking, you know? So she, this happened months ago. So she just told us, yeah, I saw a vision of us holding hands in our new house. But then when we bought it, she's like, guys, I didn't want to tell you, but it was a log home. Um, and the list price that we had gotten was the exact price. Uh, God also told us to write a letter to the owners um, which is actually why we got the house. So we decided to write a letter. We pray about the price. We we come to peace with the price that, you know, it's not too high. It's not too low. If God wants it for us, it'll work. If God doesn't, it would make, you know, logical sense. We didn't just like overbid the heck out of it, you know? And we wrote a letter as well. And actually the boys who lived here, their parents had died. They said it was because of your guys' letter that we chose you. So who knows if there were bigger offers? Um, like I said, something down the road a little bit closer to the school, half the acreage, no house, went for, um, like a fifth 
I mean, uh, four fifths of, of the, the price of this house. And there's five houses, 38 acres. So it was totally God. You guys literally people that have been living here for 30 years said, Oh, you're never going to find what you're looking for. And we were looking for 15 acres, but God gave us double. He gave us 38, which isn't totally double, but you know, yeah, we feel very best. And then, um, um, yeah, Anna also saw my dad cutting wood and splitting logs. She's actually been seeing that vision continuous for the last uh, two or three years. Um, and she had also seen a house where there was construction going on. Now we didn't necessarily want to tell my dad this in the beginning. So we kind of kept it hush hush because, you know, hearing God, it's not always clear. And you're like, maybe that's not him. And my dad really didn't want to do work. So you start to just kind of, uh, well, if God, if, if we feel like God told us we we're going to do work, then eh, it's probably not him. Cause like he knows we don't want to do it. So in the end we did have visions about that and there is work to be done on this house. So anyways, I hope that doesn't overload you guys, but we ended up getting the house closed in 14 days and we are now here. Um, and yeah, and quick side note, we went to California for a wedding. I got COVID, the whole family got COVID and yeah, that set us back for a few weeks. And it's funny because, you know, many of you are probably saying, well, why didn't you just pray for healing? Like Mr. I talk about healing all the time. Well, it's funny. We all did and no one actually got healed, uh, quicker than we thought. I mean, maybe obviously God made our bodies that heal, but, um, you know, we believed for healing, but I think at least for me, and I've heard a lot of people say this cause I ended up giving it to some of our friends in California and had to miss my best friend's wedding and all this stuff. It was, it was sad, but I realized that God actually was teaching someone something through every situation. So even if COVID is totally from the devil, which I believe it is, God used it for everyone to teach them and to grow them. And I felt very happy about that, even though COVID was not fun to have. I mean, you know, it wasn't deadly, like they say, at least not for me, but, um, yeah, it, it really taught me something. Um, and you know, my mom and dad got pretty sick and I've known some people that, you know, had to go to the hospital. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't mean to make a joke about it being deadly. I just mean that, you know, when they tell you that everyone can die, like for the young people like me, it wasn't bad at all. Um, and I don't want to give in to fear either. And I got over it in about three or four days, uh, taking a lot of vitamins. But anyways, um, it was cool because I think what we learned as a family is that God, when we got to our house, he was like, slow down. Like we probably would have just started going to work. Like let's demo the inside. Let's fix this. Let's fix that. God was like, just slow down. Like, it's okay. I know winter's coming, but I got this. Don't forget. I'm the boss. And it was good. It was a good recentering. And for me, that's why I wanted to touch on FOMO for like a quick second. I missed a wedding that I was going to be in. Like I flew out to California. Like then I get COVID two days before there was a purpose for that. And I don't mean that it was to miss the wedding necessarily, but I think, uh, it was an attack from the devil and God used it to show me, um, the FOMO that lies within me that, um, even though I am not of this world, even though I live in a whole different state, I barely see friends and stuff. It's still easy for me to fall into that FOMO mentality and therefore still, you know, hang out with people in the world and, 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 and be in things in the world. And I don't mean the wedding. I don't mean anything against the wedding uh, for anyone that's listening that was at the wedding or what I, it, it's not about that. It was more God revealing to me like, wow, I was missing something that in my mind was going to be an event that I would remember my whole life. But God was saying like, dude, if you're leaving, you're living in Montana, you are here to give everything away. Like your life is not yours. And it wasn't in a mean way. It was, an, is, it was actually an easier than probably some of the things he could have took, taken away. He did that, I believe, and didn't heal me, I believe, to show me um, that you're going to miss significant things in people's lives. Um, and you know, the Bible said, and we actually had this, um, a little post-it note on our cars when we left from California, cause obviously there was some crying and, you know, just good morning, uh, not good morning, like good morning of our house and, and where we used to live. But it said, you know, those who leave father, mother, brother, sister, you know, um, house behind, there's a few other things on the list, you know, we'll be blessed. And I really just felt that like, you know, yeah, I've left, but I still can easily have FOMO out here, but just realizing, Taylor, you're going to miss things, but if you never miss anything, then you're going to miss time with me. Wow. That's a, that's a bar, honestly. Um, yeah, that's like speaking right to me. And I just think, yeah. And it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. <clears throat> Sorry for those of you who thought I was getting choked up there. I just actually choked for a sec, <laughs> but you know, it, it's been hard and God actually spoke a word over me like a while ago that I received. And 
just talking about like, it's not bad hanging out with friends. It's not bad hanging out with your family. But I often get in this thing, like for instance, I've lived with my family now for the last four months, seen them almost every single day. I mean, we've lived in the same vehicle, same house, all that stuff. Um, my dad doesn't work anymore. Um, it would be hard if we're all sitting on the couch having a good time for me to be like, hey, okay, sorry, I got to go and hang out with Jesus for two hours. Now inside, I feel like, oh, I'm going to miss out with what's going on. You know, so um, that's kind of FOMO in a nutshell. And I, that's something that with this whole maturity, maturing in Christ, maybe I'll do a whole episode on, is something I really want to break free from, get set free from or whatever. Just that idea of like, I'm going to miss out. Like who cares? Like I'm missing out every second I don't spend G- with Jesus. Like Jesus, I'm missing out on Jesus, you know? And that's something I really want to rewire. And it's very anti the world. And to some of you, you're probably saying, oh yeah, Taylor, you're going too far. Like, come on. Um, it's not a big deal. You can hang out with your friends. That's not what I'm saying. It's just the principle of, I'm always like, well, yeah, but I'm doing something fun right now. So God, I'll hang out with you later. Right. Would you ever do that to your wife? Would you ever do that to your girlfriend? No. You know, um, even like, Hey, well, let's, well, let's just do a Bible study as a family. Well, that's like me saying, Hey girlfriend, this is like, the only day I have to hang out with, the only time I have to hang out with you today. And I actually am bringing four other friends. Like, how would she feel about that? And I'm not saying God doesn't like when we read the Bible as a family together, but if I never have time alone with him, my relationship with him starts to just become, you know, group therapy, um, <laughs> which I don't want. So yeah, these are the things that are, are probably going to challenge a lot of you, but just these ideas of FOMO. FOMO is a very real thing, at least for me. Um, something that I've struggled with. Uh, I, I do get along very well on my own. That's not really what it is. It's just like, man, I felt very sad about missing that wedding, but just realizing that I'm probably going to miss more weddings. I'm probably going to miss more significant things in people's lives, but the gospel matters. Like all those things are great, but the gospel matters. And I'm here to sacrifice those things for the gospel. Hope that makes sense. I hope no one thinks I'm talking about on the wedding or anything. It's just, this is what I learned from having COVID. I think this is what God was teaching me. Um, I still wish I would have been at the wedding, obviously, but God's just teaching me to let go, you know? So yeah, that, that was really good. Um, and actually, so it's funny. So this is really funny, actually. So, um, it's funny because I'm, I don't want to say I'm sick, but I have a little bit of a cold or some nasal issues, but for most of my life, I've been allergic to cats, horses, um, hay, those kind of things. Um, I had a lot about allergies as a kid and, and except like, yeah, uh, I never really complained about the allergies part or never even realized that, Oh, not everyone experiences this, but I would often like scratch my throat in the night and stuff like that. And my friends were always like, dude, what's that thing you're doing at night? Um, so when we were, when I had COVID, I thought, Oh, maybe, you know, I was just thinking like, why am I not getting healed? I'm like, maybe it's a demon. <laughs> so I was like, you know, maybe it's a spirit of infirmity, mom. I'm like, you know, I had asthma. I was allergic to all these random things. Um, you know, all these bad allergies. I'm like, man, maybe there is a spirit of infirmity there. And yeah, it was interesting. Um, I feel like in the last four months, I've really come to peace with like, Hey, maybe there's, maybe there's spirits inside of me that I still don't know about that need, I need to be delivered from. Who knows? Like I, feel like I have totally total humility over it now where in the past it was like, well, if I, if people on the podcast know I get delivered or something that would, you know, they wouldn't respect me anymore, but it's really, I feel like the opposite. When I share things, it gives people space to realize that, wow, if, if Taylor had something inside, then maybe I have something inside, you know? So anyways, I was like, you know, mom, maybe we're literally driving. It's like 8am. I'm like, mom, maybe it's a spirit of infirmity. Like, can you just command, can you just command it to leave and see if anything manifests? You know, I've never had a demon cast out or anything. I mean, when I got through my pornography thing, that definitely was a demon. And I don't know how many left me, but it happened during fasting. It happened in the middle of the night. I think I sweat, but like nothing really significant where I felt something, you know, besides just seeing how good I've done since then. But, um, so anyways, my mom was just praying, praying, praying. I'm just laying there and I'm coughing, but it was like, you know, I just had to cough. And all of a sudden, I start getting these coughs from like the bottom of my stomach and I like can barely breathe. I'm like, and like how I, I mean, we've seen over a hundred people like delivered from demons. So I, I know what it looks like. I have no idea what it feels like, but I start feeling like, I mean, my whole body got tingly and I start coughing up a lung. Like, I mean, deep coughs. And that's what everyone people says. It's like, Oh, it's such a deep cough. And I was like, I was like, ah, like I couldn't like stop. Like I couldn't, stop coughing. It was like almost throw up, but nothing. It literally felt like a spirit was leaving me, you know? And that was really cool. But I actually didn't get better from COVID until like two days after that. So 
I don't know if God literally just used that to show me like, Taylor, you can get set free from the spirit of infirmity. And it's funny because like a few months back when we got on the road, I was like, God, this is so dumb that I'm allergic to cats and horses. Like I'm just going to declare my healing and then I'm going to go touch a horse, rub it all over my face and to show my faith. Now in the past, if I would have done that with a horse, I would have probably broke out in hives. I would have got really itchy eyes, maybe a puffy eye. Um, all these things have happened in my life. Um, uh, maybe like a scratchy throat, maybe sneezing. And I did that. And I, I went over to the horse after saying the name of Jesus, I declare I'm not allergic to horse and cats anymore. I rubbed the, the horse's head, wiped it all over my face and nothing happened. And I was like, wow, I could have been free so long ago, but I used it as my crutch, you know, same thing with asthma. I was like, oh yeah, well I have asthma. It's like almost this weird thing to be able to say like, yeah, I have something that like could kill me. <laughs> it's so dumb. My asthma has gotten like a lot better or, you know, had gotten a lot better. I don't have asthma anymore, but, um, because God set me free from it. But it was weird because still around cats, like I would feel once in a while, like an itchy eye or something. And I'm like, God, like if I'm free from it, how can this thing attack me? You know? And then I started thinking maybe it's demonic. So when I got set free from the spirit of infirmity, I really believe that was a lot of my allergic reactions. I haven't tested it with a horse fully like riding one, but I never owned a cat in my life. Uh, we now have seven cats. Uh, I mean, when you have a lot of land, it's nice for the mice, but we have kins and they're so cute and they've brought a lot of joy. But honestly, besides once in a while, like a sneeze, they haven't bothered me. And I think the sneeze is just because cat dander. I mean, even people sneeze at like dogs because just like dander kind of makes you sneeze, but no itchy eyes, no itchy throat, no, nothing weird like that. Um, it's been amazing. Um, so yeah, I definitely got free from that. So I want to throw that in there just to tell you guys, like I got delivered from something and it was crazy. It was so rad and so epic. And you know, maybe there's more deliverance to be had. Um, but I want to come on here and say like, if I was delivered, um, then probably all of you, if you haven't been delivered, have things to be delivered of. And that's nothing bad to think about. I want to normalize the demonic. We want to normalize, you know, oh, you have a mental health issue. But if I tell you, oh yeah, it's just a demon. We can cast it out. You're like, how dare you say I have a demon? I didn't sin or anything, in my opinion, to get spirit of infirmity. I feel like that was something generationally just passed down. Like a lot of my family members on both sides had diabetes or, or um, just certain issues and problems. And so it definitely could have just been passed down, right? And I was just feeling the toll of it. So having a demon doesn't mean you're a bad person, but also if you have a demon, it's probably because you've messed up in your life and that's okay. God came to set you free. If you don't realize you need to be free, then why did Jesus come to set you free? Like, if you can't tell me five things you've been set free from, then then you either don't follow Jesus, you need to be delivered, or you don't even realize the need you have. Um, you know, so I just say that. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Um, everything has been really good, you guys, and just getting in this house. And this last week, we started doing the demo, and God um, has just provided. Um, you know, it's a huge walk of faith for my dad because, um, he's not working anymore. And really he wasn't ready to retire in the world's eyes, but God has completely kept saying, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. And that's very hard, especially for a male who's the head of the household, you know, and I, if he's listening, which I'm sure he will eventually, I just want to commend him and tell him I'm proud of him. Um, and I've seen him change and grow more than anyone else, uh, in our family. And that's not anything against our the rest of our family. But for the guy who's the breadwinner has to spend money, um, especially with fixing this house, we've spent a lot of money and we've been going with cheap Home Depot stuff, but just things that you need uh, and electricians, plumbers. Yeah. Hats off to him. And God is really moving in him. And I think really just unlocking that full trust, full faith in Christ to just provide. Um, so yeah, it's been good. And, and same for me. I don't have a job right now. I'm hoping to get some weddings to edit and I have a lot of different streams that I can make income from. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm just trusting in God to move. Um, and uh, yeah, I know that he will. But yeah, there were some significant things we really needed before the snow and, and to do this demo. And God actually just provided all three of those things or two or three, I forget, major things in the last uh, like four days. So <laughs> Um, sorry to cough in your face. Everything has just been coming into line and it's, it's just so awesome just to see, um, yeah, when the timing is God's money, isn't an issue and, and going and searching high and low for something isn't an issue because if it's his will, it's his will. And every time we, we purchase something big, we ask God, God, is this it? And if he says no, we, we leave immediately. Um, and that's not to glorify ourselves. That's just to show, 
um, how far we've come. Uh, we, I, I wanted a canoe this summer and we prayed about like four canoes and we felt like we got no for all of them. <laughs> but, um, still I, I feel more peace about knowing that I'm in God's will than being like, well, God, I hope this is okay with you. The scariest thing you can do is ask God, but I'll tell you what, the thing that gives you the most peace is asking God. Obviously the devil doesn't want you to ask God though. Cause he just wants you to fulfill all your wants and desires and all that good stuff. So yeah. Um, w- what are, what are the goals? What are, what are we doing with this property? Right? So the, the property isn't just for our enjoyment. <laughs> we have these two cabins. We want to be able to host people for long term. You know, we used to do discipleship every maybe once a week for a person. We want them to come and stay for, you know, a few weeks, a month and just get hands on experience and to grow God's community. Not like nuns. I mean, we still want to have people or <laughs> what's the guy version of a nun? I forget, but we're still going to minister to people. It's just the point of like getting people here, getting them on the fast track to learning everything, deliverance, filling with the Holy Spirit, talking people through repentance, baptizing people, walking this life out. Um, and being with a person every day, you learn a lot more. You see a lot more. There's a lot more things you can notice to work through. And then those people um, can help other people. And that's the goal. And and we want to do big worship nights here. Um, maybe rent out some spots for Airbnb and use that as a way also to share the gospel during the summer when these people come. You share uh, what God is doing here. And yeah, so many ideas. And we just want to walk in God's will. But we definitely feel like these two cabins, at least up by the house, um, those are going to be for families and people who want to grow in Christ and want to unplug from the world and just um, follow God. And we already have people coming that want that. Um, And it's amazing. And it's so awesome. And it's so cool that God would look at us and say, you're worthy of being a general in my army, you know, like you, you disciple people in your house. That's great. I want to take it to a bigger scale like that. I can't even comprehend like God saying that and seeing us that way, uh, that he would use us, you know? And again, that's not to glorify us. I just, that's the humility that I feel like, wow, God, you are so incredible, you know? Um, so yeah, I hope something about that story really strengthens you. Again, we had no idea where we were going uh, house-wise. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, But actually in that time where we didn't have a house, we got to minister to a lot of people. I think we've seen like seven or eight or nine people get delivered. Uh, A good amount of those people get baptized and come to repentance and get filled with the Holy Spirit. Torben uh, from the Last Reformation, a good friend of ours, came out to do a kickstart here. And uh, it was awesome. And a lot of people experienced something that they hadn't experienced before. It was actually cool. I mean, we didn't know anyone who was going to come. You know, Montana is in a huge place uh, people-wise. I mean, it is one of the biggest states, but only has a million people for the whole state. Um, and uh, 150 people came to the Kickstarter. Everyone got something. I, I talked to an ex-Amish uh, fellow, and he was a really cool guy, young like me. And and uh, he, had, <laughs> he didn't even realize any of this stuff was real four days before that. But he was a Christian. He loved God, and God had been opening his eyes up to the Holy Spirit and I prayed for him to receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. He started manifesting. We commanded spirit to leave. It didn't. He did some repentance with his girlfriend, came back. He got fully delivered from, from lust and pornography. Then he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He started speaking in tongues. And I mean, he didn't even know that tongues were for today. And, you know, being Amish, there was some doubt, but it was awesome. I got to spend like a good uh, hour or two talking with him and his girlfriend and his family. And his girlfriend ended up getting tongues and her friend, it was beautiful. It was so awesome. And our friend Albert, who's probably listening to this, um, came out and uh, hung out with us as well for a week. And yeah, God's been moving you guys like so good. And it, it you know, God said it was going to look different here. And we were like, what does that mean? Like we want to do things in the house. Um, and it is, but it's different as well. We went to a lot of people when we didn't have a house. We always had people over. Now we had to go to them. And that was a humbling experience. And now what we're going to do here, like having big groups of people doing big events, we want to keep the beauty and the effectiveness of something small and, and something personal, but also doing that on a large scale. Meaning, hey, I can't disciple this person. I can, I can only disciple seven people a week because there's only seven days in the week. But if I disciple someone, then they also, and really well, and they really get filled up, then they can disciple seven people. So I think God's just using this place, and we don't even know how it's going to work, but to just do things bigger scale, faster. I, I truly believe, you guys, we are nearing the end of the age. Um, and probably some of you are like, Oh, come on. And we'll talk about that when we get to the rapture and the end times. But I, I truly believe the signs are here. Um, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Many 
people have thought the end of the age was in their time. But uh, personally for me, a lot of those people I don't believe were filled with the spirit or uh, didn't actually know the signs. Uh, for me, I've read Revelation many times. I've read the Bible many times. And what I see happening in today's world is scary, but it's also exciting because I know that God is coming soon. And so when he picks a place like this, I see it as God speeding up what he wants to do, um, making communities and whole families just turn to God and people not just coming on the weekend like church. They're they're here for long periods of time, learning, growing. And I truly believe Montana is going to be a special, special place. And it already is. I, I, I do love it here. Sorry, I need to get some water there. Um, so yeah, you guys, um, I, I did say there was going to be some teaching at the end, um, but I actually realized I was reading off episode two, the agenda I have for that, um, which I'll actually just read that so you guys can get a little stokes on it. Obeying the law, vaccines, mandates, and abortions. So a juicy one, but I think it's going to be a really good one. We're going to bring out a lot of scripture. It's going to be like the normal teaching that we like to do here. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, I know a lot of you, probably people that I don't even know, have been praying for me, praying for my family. Um, I have felt those prayers. Um, there have been hard times, very hard, but these are joyful times, and we just feel so blessed. Um, it's incredible to walk this life totally in faith. Um, yeah, I never thought this would be my life, but I'm very thankful. And, uh, yeah, so thank you for all those prayers, you guys. Thank you for just all, um, the encouragement that you've got over email. If, if your email has slipped through the crack somehow, I'm pretty sure I'm up to date. Send me another email. Um, I apologize. As you can see, the last four months have been definitely tough to balance things. Um, and it's nice now to just be able to actually record the podcast on my uh, computer. The last two I did like with lavs, uh, lav mics. So that was kind of bad. Um, but yeah, you guys, I just want to thank you so much. And uh, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, it's at Jesus is offensive, but, um, I put up, uh, the t-shirts again that we sold last season or two seasons ago. I don't know when that was. Um, this is probably going to be a final run for a while. Um, so if you guys are interested in those, check them out. There's a 15% off code that's going to be tomorrow and then till Saturday at 12 p.m., which is, um, what is it? Last, hold on. Let me just find it out real quick. But yeah, um, even if, well, this sounds weird, but, um, not even if you don't want a shirt. I was just more going to say, if you want a shirt, check it out. If you just want to support what we're doing here and gift a shirt, whatever, um, anything you guys decide to do is, is greatly, greatly appreciated. And I, I know the first time we sold all of our products and we sold out, um, it was such a blessing and, and, uh, um, yeah, I, I was very, very thankful, um, that uh, all you guys supported, um, this and I'm sorry, I'm literally looking for the, um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Okay. Sorry. I'm like trying to talk and search. So it's last run all caps for 15% off last run, all caps, one word. Um, yeah, I never want to make this about selling things, but there is also uh, an aspect of, you know, I have thought about running ads on this podcast, but you know what ads, I, I really want to be of the same mindset and belief if I'm going to put anyone's ad on here. And that just scares me. And you know what? I don't want to pollute this. I never want to make this cost money. That would just be stupid. Uh, I would literally have to check myself. Um, but I just put that out there because uh, merch is kind of a way that if you want to support this podcast and if you like the message, um, please do that. And also I hope that the merch um, opens up conversations because it definitely has for me. It's definitely got me some dirty looks, but it's also opened up some very good conversations. And um, yeah, it's definitely worth the, the dirty looks for sure. Um, and then also you guys, if, uh, if no one wants a shirt, but you just want to donate or you... Um, want to keep seeing this podcast made, there will be a donate button on, uh, the website and feel free to do that. But again, I don't like asking for handouts or anything. I just say that, uh, because this podcast is run by God and, uh, God pays for it. Um, and it's amazing. So yeah, I want to be able to do more. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up the question of thinking about maybe doing 20 or 15 episodes for the season and trying to do a few that are like twice a week just for you guys. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited and uh, I'm just so thankful that you guys listen. And the most, the biggest thing I'm thankful for is that many of your lives have changed and you've reached out and you've shared that with me. That 
goes far beyond anything. And that's why I'm here today. Um, I don't need a paycheck. I don't need, um, I don't need a, of any other reason to do this podcast than to see other people uh, and their lives getting changed by the gospel of Christ. This has nothing to do with me. And I want to establish that once again, before we go into season four, I can't believe we're in season four, honestly, um, before we left for our trip to move, I had actually kind of saw that like, man, we had really kept, we had only missed a few weeks podcast, except for like those breaks I take in the middle of seasons. And um, I just want to thank God for that because honestly, I, I'm, I haven't always been the most consistent person with things. I used to do YouTube. I used to do a lot of different things, but God has by his grace and, and uh, just by seeing how much it's helped you guys, I've been able to really um, do the podcast a good amount. I mean, the fact that this is our 31st episode, that actually hurts my head. Um, yeah. And I just feel humbled to be used in that way. Uh, so yeah, happy 31st episode. Uh, thank you once again, you guys for everything. And I'm just going to pray us out before I say thank you a billion more times. Uh, dear Lord God, I just thank you so much for uh, what you spoke tonight. Um, God, and I thank you just for, as I share my testimony of what's been going on, just for how you've been moving God and, and, um, uh, just your love for us, um, your patience with us when we groan and your faithfulness, God, to your word that everything you spoke lined up perfectly. Um, yeah, thank you, Lord. I, 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 yeah, I don't have any words because it's just insane, God. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm so thankful, Lord. I pray that some people that are listening to this podcast someday will get to come to this property, Lord, and seek you and learn more about you, God, um, and grow here, Lord, that this would this property would be just devoted to you, Lord God. And, and, uh, just as this podcast is just devoted to you, Lord, use season four in a unique way. God, I pray that you would spread it to more people, to more reach God, um, that you would change lives, that you would soften hearts, God, um, that you would really work. And I bind any demonic interference with this podcast, uh, going to any country, to any person. God, I pray that you would draw all ears to your word and to this podcast, Lord, um, so that they could search and seek you uh, for themselves, Lord. And I pray that that's what I always do with this podcast. I, I pull things out from your word. And then I I, I, uh, I hope that I send people back to you, Lord God. That is my goal and that is my mission, Lord. Uh, so thank you, Lord, for all of this, God. I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, guys, wow, it feels weird to be back. There was a few weeks there where I was like, oh, mom, I really need to preach. Like, I, I just really need to get back into this. Um, so it feels good. I know this was like more of a catch-up episode, but... We're back. We have a house. So hopefully we won't go three months again without a podcast. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing Friday and tell someone about Jesus today. All right.